You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Today we're going to listen to this past Sunday's message by Pastor Dennis Bonnet. So open up your Bibles and tune in. You know, I was just thinking, you know, uh, earlier, and I I was thinking about how uh, my grandpa and, and my mother were just warriors. I mean, they just worried. I mean, when, when my grandpa, when he thought he didn't have anything to worry about, he started worrying because he didn't have nothing to worry about. And, and my mother, I mean, my mother, would, my mother would say, Oh, you didn't call. You didn't let me know. I, I, I thought you were maybe in a ditch somewhere. You know, and I'm like, Mama, why would you, why would you think I'm in a ditch somewhere? Why, why couldn't you think maybe that I was home in bed asleep? That's much more pleasant than being in a ditch somewhere, you know. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you know, I've got to come against some, some, uh, uh, some ancestral uh, strongholds in my life and come against this worry and come against this anxiety. And, and, and the Lord, amen, the Lord is able to break those chains, amen, and, 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 and let those things go in the name of Jesus. And the Lord has helped me be able uh, to do that. And I want to thank Him for it. So, Father, we just thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your promise. God, that You're our provider. God, that You're our healer. God, that you're our salvation, you're our freedom maker. God, you set us free. You set us free from worry. You set us free from the cares of this world. And you've just placed inside of us such a beautiful peace. We thank you for it. And God, we thank you for your word. It's, it's preached this morning. Let it touch our hearts. God, let it, let it change us. God, let it line us up with your peace so that your peace may flow into our life into an overflowing so that we can touch others with that same peace. In Jesus' name we ask. Everybody said amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. So you can turn with us if you like in Philippians uh, chapter 4. We'll be reading from Philippians chapter 4 here in just a little while. And we're going to see the Apostle Paul's recipe for peace. Now, the Apostle Paul had many reasons to worry. There were divisions in the church, many of the churches. Uh, He was imprisoned. He was uh, facing death. A lot of reasons to worry, but the Apostle Paul, he didn't worry. Why did he not worry? He didn't worry because he knew the Prince of Peace. Isaiah prophesied in chapter 9, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Paul knew the Prince of Peace. Worry, it causes headaches. Worrying causes neck pains. It affects the way we think. It affects our eating. Well, not mine, but some, some people say it affects their eating. But worry robs us from our peace. So we need to make room for God's peace in our life. Now, 
any of you that, that know me very well, you'll know that I'm pretty good at throwing away stuff. If we hadn't used it for a while, I'm like, you know, we, we hadn't used this for a while. It's, it's time to, to let this go. Well, Lisa, my wife, on the other hand, she's not that good at it. Or let me say she's not as bad as I am about it. <laughs> Maybe that's a better way to put it. <laughs> so the other day, we were trying to make some room in our pantry for some new things. And we go in there, and I, I look in the pantry, and there's all these vases you know, these flower vases, you know, that you put flowers in. I mean, there was a six-foot-long shelf full of vases, all different sizes, all different shapes, all different heights. And I asked her, I said, Lisa, what, you know, do we need, why, why are we keeping all these vases? Well, you know her answer, you know, uh, we may need them someday, right? Well, there ought to be a limit. You know, I mean, Men have limits. We, we know that you know, when we hunt and we fish, there's limits. You can only have five redfish. That's it. It's a limit. And, and they have to be at least 14 inches long, and they can't be more than 30 inches long. It's a limit. We're okay with that. I mean, you go hunting, you can, you can have two bucks, one doe. There's a limit. But there's no limits to vases, pillows, or candles. No limits. There ought to be a law. Sometimes we need to let go of some things, make room for new things. You know, and they actually even have an app for that. It's called Let Go. Now, my wife loves the app Let Go. She takes pictures and puts them on Let Go all the time. Well, the same goes for our inner man. Sometimes we just need to let some things go from our inner man to make room for the peace of God in our lives. Now, even though I'm pretty good at letting stuff go out from around the house or I've been known to let some stuff go from around the church a time or two. Remember one time me and Pastor Matt and Pastor Randy went out to the three-car shed out there and we were going to put some stuff out there and, and, uh, they had the bulk pickup, you know, at, the, at, 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 our, at our residence over there. And so I had, you know, loaded up some stuff and, and took it out, put it in my front yard where they hauled it off. Well, we went out there that day, Pastor Randy, and we looked around, and Pastor Randy said, Wow, look at all this room in here. What, 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 uh, wow, what happened? You know, because all of a sudden there was room. Because usually you open the door, and you're like, oh, that, that's it. You know? <laughs> I said, well, you know, the, the bulk pickup, and, and we took some stuff, and he said, what'd you take? And, and I said, oh, I, I, I don't even remember. You know, I, I, you know, he said, well, I, I'd, I'd like to know what you took. And, and Pastor Matt said, uh, you know, Pastor Randy, if, if you don't know what it was, it, it probably needed to go. You know? <laughs> we get all of our work done that we were going to do out there, all three of us, and we're walking back to the office, and Pastor Randy said, I'm still wondering what you threw away the other day. <laughs> Even though I might be bad about that or pretty good about that, depending on whose perspective, you know, but, uh, but I might be good at that. But I'm, I'm not very good at letting things go from my inner man, uh, especially in my own strength. I need help. And, and you, know, you know what? 
There's an app for that. It's called Let God instead of Let Go. It's the Bible. You can download it onto your <laughs> onto your phone and read it. That's the app for that. All right. It's uh, we we learn to let go. We learn uh, to to give those things to God and trust Him. Trust Him. And here in our text, the Apostle Paul gives us what we've called a recipe for peace. We were thinking that, uh, you know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. You know, people hear a recipe, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, recipe. That's kind of a buzzword around Thanksgiving. So the recipe for peace, the peace that transcends all understanding, flows from God to us through the Spirit. It is a fruit of the Spirit. It is the inner peace that we long for and that we receive as we delight ourselves in the Lord. So, number one, we'll read Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. And we'll see, number one, three cups of prayer. Recipe for peace, three cups of prayer. Let's read. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul could have just said, I just need to pray about it. But he went a little further. He used three words to describe our praying. Prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Prayer is a general word for talking to God. And we, when we find ourselves in worry, we find ourselves fretting about things, we should just get alone and talk to God about it. Paul did that in Acts 16. He was in jail. He and Silas was in jail in Philippi. Verse 25 of Acts 16 says this, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake. The foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains fell loose. Now, I don't know what challenges you may be facing right now, but I do know that if we will pray, I do know that our God is greater and He will answer. And as we pray, as we pray, our God will rise up and He will cause our enemies to scatter. The troubles in our life and the challenges in our life will be shaken and they'll be torn down and God will bring us peace as those chains fall off that are holding us back from receiving His peace. Do you believe that this morning? So the recipe for peace, three cups of prayer. The first cup is adoration. Adoration is just magnifying God, just adoring Him, just loving Him, speaking out the greatness and the goodness and the majesty of God. Sometimes we just start by telling God what we want or what we need when really what we need is to magnify the Lord and adore Him. Adoration to God is the first step 
and right praying. That's the Lord's Prayer. You remember the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Holy are you, God. Amen? That's, that's adoration to God, just going to Him and, and just claiming His greatness. God, there's none like you. There's, no, there's none other. There's none other like you. You are great and greatly to be praised. You are the, the great I am. You are the all-sufficient one. You're the, you're the God that is able. You're the God that is able to, to meet my needs. You're the God that is able to heal me. You're the God that is able to save. God, you are able. Then as we uh, adore God, as we magnify Him, we renew our faith and our trust in Him. And then we're ready to cast our cares upon Him because He cares, which brings us to the second cup, which is petition or supplication. Supplication. That's just sharing our needs and our challenges in faith with God. It's an important step is that in faith, in faith we share those with God. It's not about a lot of words, but it's just about words coming from our heart, but in faith that God hears and that God will answer. It's much like Jesus prayed, not my will, but your will be done. Hebrews 5 and 7 says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, He offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission, submitting our life to the Lord. God, your will be done, and faith that he is going to see us through. Faith that he's going to see us through. The third cup is appreciation, adoration, supplication, and appreciation, just giving thanks to God. We love to hear our kids give us thanks, right? Sometimes they even thank us for the Christmas gift that we're going to give them before Christmas, right? They ever done, your kids ever done that? I didn't do that, you know. Well, I hadn't bought it yet. <laughs> that's, that's the faith that we're talking about in thanksgiving to God. You thank Him for what He's done, for what He's doing, and for what He's going to do. I'm thanking you for it, God, because I believe you're going to do it in Jesus' name. That's thanking in faith and our faith in God. Three cups of prayer, adoration, supplication, and appreciation. I love the old song. You may remember this song. It's What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I love that song. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Oh, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. We need to take everything to God in prayer. Amen? What a friend we have in Him. Paul tells us, he tells us to to pray about everything, all things. Sometimes we we just want to take the big things to God. 
and so God, oh, this is too big. I, I got to pray about this. But the little things, like, oh, God, I, I got, I'll take care of this. I don't want to bother you with that. I, I know what to do over here. No, that little thing is going to turn into a big thing because you didn't take it to the Lord. <laughs> we need to pray and take all the things, everything that touches our lives. There's nothing too small for the Lord, and there's nothing too big for the Lord. Amen? And the result of our prayers is God's peace, the peace that transcends all understanding, guarding our hearts, guarding our minds. doesn't mean that we're not going to have trials, but what it does mean is that we have peace in those trials as we walk through them. You remember Daniel, Daniel chapter 6. Daniel was thrown into the lion's den for praising the Lord, for lifting up the high praise of God. He was thrown into the lion's den all night long in the lion's den. Can you just imagine that? Can you just picture that? I mean, like a cave-looking thing with these lions in there. They're hungry. But Daniel had peace. He had peace. But the king, on the other hand, he's in his palace. All the nice and wonderful things. But you know what? He couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. He couldn't watch TV. He had no peace. But Daniel had peace because he prayed to the Lord. The peace of God will guard our heart from wrong feelings and it will guard our minds from wrong thinking, which brings us to point number two. Stir continually with praiseworthy thoughts. Stir continually with praiseworthy thoughts. Let's read Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Peace involves the heart and the mind. Wrong thinking leads to wrong feeling. Before long, our heart and our mind are pulled apart and we begin to worry. What we must do is what 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 tells us to do. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I put in your notes there, sow a thought, reap an action. You know what that means. My daddy would say, you sow a thought, you lobbles to do it. <laughs> He'd say, you think about it too long, you lobbles to do it. <laughs> you know what lobbles means, right? It's a good word. <laughs> we were talking the other day with our grandkids about some of the words we use, you know, like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, a lot of people out there, you know, just different the words we use. You know, you know my daddy likes to use the word lobbles. So you, 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 you think about it long enough, you lobbles to do it. You sow an action, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reach a character, it becomes who you are. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. Paul tells us what we ought to think about. He tells us there, whatever is true, he says. Those are the things we ought to think upon. 
Satan lies and, and wants to control our minds with lies. He lies to us and tells us if we worry about it long enough and if, and if we worry about it hard enough, then it's all going to work out uh, to the good. But that's not what the Bible says, does it? The Bible says that, that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. His purpose is for us to uh, worship Him and to pray to Him and to love Him and to adore Him. I remember earlier this year, we did the Convoy of Hope. Many of y'all remember the Convoy of Hope, right? And, uh, and, and Fortress Church, we were over the, the prayer tent, the, you know, the communications, and, and uh, uh, we were working real hard trying to get leadership in place and get things done. And We had to put on a dinner for pastors around the city, and, and we were busy doing those things. And, and man, I, I just found myself worrying so much about... Uh, how everything was going to come together. I was making myself sick. I, I, I had to go to the chiropractor and pop my neck. You know, I mean, I was just worried to death, losing sleep. I decided, you know what, I'm just going to give all this to God. I just, can't, I just can't worry about this anymore. So I just gave it to God. and You know what? Everything started working out real smooth. I mean, both things started coming together and things started happening and uh, things working out so good, I, I, I started feeling bad about about not worrying. I was like, well, God, I'm kind of starting to feel bad about this. You know, maybe I should, maybe I should worry, you know, because, uh, man, I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing my part. <laughs> That's the devil lying to us, trying to make us believe that we need to worry. No, 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 don't do that. And then, and then God reminded me of, of a principle. He said, if you do your part, I'll do my part. You do what you can do, and I'll do what I do, God said. You, you do the natural, and God says, I'll do the supernatural. You know, this, there was, when, when Moses was standing in front of the, the Red Sea, and he held his staff out in, in, in front of the Red Sea, there was nothing supernatural about what Moses did. He just did what God said to do, did his part. And then God stepped in and did the supernatural and parted the sea where they could walk through it into the promised land. We do our part, and God's going to do his part. Then Paul tells us to think upon whatever is noble and whatever is right, whatever is of high moral character, worthy of respect, and just the right thing. There are many things that, that are not respectable, and we should not be thinking upon those things. Not, I understand that we can't you know, hide our heads in the sand, but, but what we can do is not allow our attention to focus upon these, these things that are wrong and permit our thoughts to be controlled by them. No, we're going to think upon things that are noble, things that are right. Then he says, whatever's pure, lovely, whatever's admirable. When he speaks of, of purity, speaking of moral purity, sexual purity, you know, things that are pure, things that are lovely, we should always, always walk in love. We should always act in love. We should always speak in love. And Admiral, he's talking about just things that are worthy of talking about. You know, around the water cooler or the coffee pot. You know, just things that are worthy, to, worth talking about. We, as believers, should major on the high and noble thoughts, not the thoughts of this world. Anything that is excellent or praiseworthy, he says, think upon these things. 
And as we think on these things, when we think on things that are excellent, it will motivate us to do better in whatever it is that God has called us to do and whatever purpose or plan that He has written on our hearts to, to be and to do. If we think upon things that are excellent, it will motivate us to do even better. And if it is praiseworthy, it's going to encourage us and it's going to encourage others. We don't want to dwell on things that bring us down or others down. Right thinking, right thinking is a result of daily meditating on God's Word. Because God's Word is true. It's noble. It's right. It's pure. It's lovely. Admirable. It is excellent. And it's praiseworthy. Recipe for peace. Three cups of prayer. Stir continually with praiseworthy thoughts. And number three, serve it well done. Serve it well done. Now, some of you may, you know, we have the holidays coming up. You may want to write this recipe down so you remember it, you know. Company coming over. May need this recipe. Let's read Philippians 4 and 9. The Apostle Paul says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. So what this tells, tells us is as we receive the peace of God that transcends all understanding, we, you and I, become an instrument of peace. The Bible tells us that our feet are shod with the gospel of peace. What, what that tells us is everywhere we go, uh, we bring peace with us. When we walk into a room, we're bringing peace into that room. We can change the atmosphere of the room and we can change the attitudes of people's hearts because we are, we are peacemakers. We have the peace of God that transcends all. Under, well, I don't understand that. Well, that's good. That's God's peace then if you don't understand it. <laughs> How can that happen? You, you won't be able to understand it, but it'll happen. It'll happen. If you just walk that out in faith. Paul is saying that he's an example of this peace that passes all understanding. We learn, we receive from him. And now it's our job to walk that out. It's one thing to hear a truth. It's another to receive the truth into our heart. But it's, a, it's another to walk it out, to live it. Paul taught it. And he lived it. And listeners could see it. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to learn it, to receive it into our life, to live it, and others to see the peace that passes all understanding. So they'll say, well, I want some of that. I want some of that. That's better, that's better than apple pie. That's better than turkey and dressing. That's better than potatoes with gravy. I want some of that. I want some of that. James says, be doers of the word and not just hearers only. In closing, I just want to remind us that, that we are called by God to peace. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts 
since as members of one body you were called to peace. You're called to peace. God is calling each and every one of us to peace. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. With your head bowed and your eyes closed this morning, the, the, the first step is to receive this gospel of peace, to acknowledge that we're sinners, to acknowledge that we need the Lord, to acknowledge that he died upon the cross, that he rose the third day so that we could have everlasting life. Maybe you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your heart. Maybe you've never committed your life to him and said, God, it's your will, not mine. As your head are bowed and your eyes are closed, I just want to ask you, is that you this morning? Just just lift your hand and say, yes, Pastor Dennis, that's me. I, I've never asked Jesus into my heart, never committed my life to him, and I want to do that today. Is that you today? Or maybe you're here today and you're going through a situation, maybe a challenge in your life, and you just want to call, you just want to answer. You want to answer the call that God is placing right now upon you, and that is a call to peace. We're going to have these altars open for us. I have uh, prayer partners. Maybe you need an Aaron. Maybe you need a her to, to hold your hands up to help you to receive that peace today. We're here for you. You're not alone. We're in this together. If you're here today, you just want to spend some time with the Lord. These altars are open. If you want someone to pray with you, please come. Let's spend some time with Jesus. Let's receive his peace today. His peace today. The peace of God guarding us and the God of peace to guide us. In Jesus' name, won't you come?